Mr. Steve N. Allen's SomeNews.co.uk, the podcast. Hello and welcome to another Mr. Stephen Allen's Some News podcast. This could easily be the last one before Christmas. So let me take this opportunity to wish you a very Merry Christmas. I hope you get whatever you want from Santa, even though I know that is not likely this year. Not because of the recession or the economic downturn, but to quote the lyrics of the festive hit Santa Claus is Coming to Town, you'd better not pout. I've been looking at Instagram. There are a lot of women who will not be getting a visit from Santa this year. Hashtag bad luck. Anyway, in this edition, selfies, sign language and incontinence. Not even making that up, it's another one of these highbrow ones. Here we go. Let's crack on. Mr. Stephen Allen's Some News Podcast. The main news. When I heard that Nelson Mandela had died, I was sure that it would not get a mention here. The sad passing of a truly great man should not be in a silly little podcast that's effectively a storage container for sarcasm. Don't get me wrong. We'd mention some deaths. As soon as that horse goes back to finish what he started with Dappy from N-Dubs, I've got my obit feature all ready to air. I'm joined on the line by the horse. Hello. How did you even know Dappy? You bought ketamine from someone he worked with. We'll leave that one there for legal reasons. So I was all set to not even mention the memorial but the news made it very hard to ignore. Firstly, there was the selfie that Danish Prime Minister Hella Thorning-Schmidt took with David Cameron and Barack Obama. Some people were very upset. The Sun's front page said, No selfie respect. Yes, The Sun. There is no way that a serious issue should be belittled by a crass picture. Now, let me turn the page and see some cracking titties. Come on, it was a memorial, a celebration of someone's life. It's not like they took a selfie at a funeral. And selfies are in right now. We should be grateful that the trend of planking had passed. No one should be planking at a funeral. Well, you know, maybe one guy, maybe the main guy. Other than that, no. It could have been much worse. I mean, this was a picture on Twitter, not a video on YouTube, of Hella Thorning Schmidt and Obama dancing to... Everybody get up. Yes, if the Prime Minister of Denmark wore shorts as tight as Miley Cyrus did, and they dug in so much, you'd actually get to see the bit where Danish is written through it. While I'll defend their right to take that selfie, please don't think that I'm a fan of this selfie craze. It happens to me quite a lot when I'm on stage. You'll be on stage, some young person in the front row will lift their camera phone up, and I think, Oh, this person must be enjoying my comedy so much, they want to take a picture of me. I guess this is the price of fame. And then you see the flash go off in their faces and you realise they just took a f***ing selfie. And also, there was no reason for it. If you're one of three world leaders at an event of world leaders, surely you don't have to take a selfie. You could ask someone else to take the picture for you. Did you think Angela Merkel would run off with your phone? She wouldn't. The leader of Greece... Maybe, but not Merkel. That's the kind of theft that meant the selfie was invented. Because in the old days, when we just had cameras, you would ask someone to take the picture. And if they ran off with your camera, well, they just got all your photos. But now with camera phones, if they run off with your phone, they get all of your photos. Yeah, all of them. Like the ones you take in changing rooms, the ones you took while sexting, and even worse, the ones you took when you couldn't get a mirror in the right place to see that rash. And if there's someone who's had a lot of rashes, it's the Danish. I'm still working the bacon jokes. That's because I don't know anything else about Daneland. I, I write this podcast, never said I research it. 
But a little selfie isn't enough to get Mandela's memorial featured in a silly little podcast. For that, there would have to be something truly ridiculous that happened. The signer, who's been declared a fake, even brushed shoulders with President Obama. Ah, the sign language interpreter at the memorial was just making it up. To quote a headline from the Sky News website, Government admits mistake over Mandela signer. And it was a mistake. It was a typo. They wanted a Mandela singer. It's the same typo that nearly ruined that Hollywood film. This fall, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler in The Wedding Signer. The film was actually all right, but I bought the soundtrack on CD. Twas a letdown. Yes, the sign language interpreter at Mandela's memorial was accused of making meaningless gestures. I hadn't seen that many meaningless gestures since George Osborne's awesome statement. Boom. Is that satire? That could be, is that, it sounds like it could be satire. Maybe it is. It's easy to say it now, but when I was watching the memorial, I was thinking, that sign language guy looks like he's making it up. Did he, did he join the wrong queue, end up on stage and think, well, I better front it out? That's not a sign language. It looks more like he's voguing. But I couldn't tweet any of this at the time because I thought if I did, I'd get lots of complaints. But ha-ha, PC Brigade, I win. South African Parliament member Wilma Newhote, a member of the ruling party, said the man communicated nothing with his hand and arm movements. Communicated nothing? Whoa, 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 wiki, whoa, whoa. In terms of sign language, he may have communicated nothing. But in terms of interpretive dance... Hello and welcome to the Culture Show. Tonight, we look at the work of the Mandela Memorial Singer. I found it to be an emotional piece that spoke of loss and confusion felt around the globe. That's interesting. For me, it looked like he was trying to swat a fly. As much as we mock, it is a serious issue. There would have been deaf people watching this, not understanding a word of what was going on and feeling confused. It's like when I change channels while half asleep and put BBC Alba on and then think I've had a stroke. In his defence, he said that the reason he was doing the weird sign language was that he was suffering from a psychotic episode. He said he was hallucinating and hearing voices. As if he hadn't pissed off the deaf community enough, he goes on bragging about hearing voices. Honestly, this guy. He said that he didn't know whether this episode was triggered by the scale of the event or the happiness he felt. Dude, happiness? Someone died. Don't say you're happy, that's inconsiderate. The next thing, you'll be taking a selfie. He was quoted by South Africa's Star newspaper as saying, There was nothing I could do. I won't do the accent for obvious reasons. There was nothing I could do. I was alone in a very dangerous situation. And you think... How dangerous can it be doing sign language on telly? But I was wrong. Turns out it's one of the most dangerous jobs in TV, especially for the in-vision signers on David Attenborough's shows. And thanks to new footage from our programme, we have found that most of the lion's diet consists of members of the BBC signing unit. The somenews.co.uk podcast. They say laughter is the best medicine. That's almost true. It's just missing a few words. What they mean is, with the latest round of government cuts, laughter is the best medicine you'll be offered on the NHS. It's a bizarre claim to make anyway. Or operating theatres would be great. Nurse, spinning bow tie. Spinning bow tie. Chattering false teeth. Chattering false teeth. (sighs) Do you need me to mop your brow? No, no, I need you to pull my finger. 
But new research has proved this wrong. Laughter may do more damage than good. A university study found that laughing can cause physical problems. A quick intake of breath during laughing was discovered to have often caused inhalation of foreign bodies and can also provoke an asthma attack. You know, I was wondering why when I get on stage, audiences go quiet, even though they've been laughing at the earlier acts. I think that that explains it there. Another side effect of laughing is incontinence. Doesn't say in the newspaper whether that's bladder incontinence or, you know, the other one. When people say they're doing it for shits and giggles, that would make more sense. Other complications include a heart rupture. It is more serious than I thought. It seems like bad news. But to defend laughter, I'm joined on the line by an organiser of a laughter support group. Hello. Ah, hello, Steve. So, you go into hospitals to try and get more people laughing. Aye, we do. It's nothing like having a good laugh. The patients love to see me. But what about the incontinence? Oh, I shower before I visit the hospital. No, I mean that the laughter causes... I know you did, Steve. I'm having a laugh. But what about the heart ruptures? Look, Steve, you're ignoring the upside of a good laugh. The same study said that laughter is good for lung function. It also found that if you laughed for a whole day, you'd burn 2,000 calories. If you've laughed for a whole day, you're the Joker in Batman. You've got bigger problems. Laughter's also good for fertility. 36% of would-be mothers who were entertained by a clown after IVF became pregnant compared with 20% in the control group. Do you know what that means, Steve? There's going to be 16% of babies that come out looking like that clown? No, no. It means that if you want to get someone pregnant, don't just have sex with them. Give them a good laugh. Oh, okay. No, that's good advice. I'll remember that. Oh, you don't need to, Steve. For you, it's probably the same thing. (laughs) Oi! Oh, I'm having a laugh, Steve. Just having a laugh. Yeah, you keep going on like that, mate, and you'll find out how laughter can get you in hospital. Oh, I'll get him. It doesn't matter if laughter is bad or good, because you can't control it. You can't stop it. So I thought I'd ask, what was the last time you had uncontrollable laughter? I asked the question on Twitter. Here are some of the answers. At Ashley Fovacue. That you say it, Fovagu said, Only fools and horses, the coffee slash gravy mix up scene. Classic timing, classic script, just classic. Do you know what? I'm surprised. I'm surprised that it didn't also involve falling through a cocktail bar because that would have topped it. At Dr. Underscore Jest, alcohol and someone else falling over. Ah, cheery, drunken Schadenfreude, how I miss you. At Underscore Rich YP said, a friend was running home after a night out, tried to hide from us, and fell over. I laughed so much I threw up. Uh, At Dean Solaris, many moons ago, wandering along a railway line at night, stoned, collapsing on the track, laughing at nothing. So nothing really caused it other than the drugs. Laughter's the best medicine. It's like got your own medicine on the go. At Fermoso underscore said, last night when my housemate came up with Shitrus, the smell of shit and citrus air fresheners. That's actually brilliant. That, yes, they need to put that on the bottles. At sugar underscore mistress, uh, when my slave forgot his parcel shelf after putting the Christmas tree in the car, opened up a world of piss-taking opportunity. It's always always fun. At pervy pepper said, it was at pigwigwig being daft. In joke then, sounds like you had fun. At floaty goat, when my sister threw a grapefruit at my other sister, she had it coming. All those many hours of playing Fruit Ninja would have paid off. At Tree Girl said, I had a colleague at work who is a complete clown. She regularly falls over stuff and makes stupid comments. It's her fault. At Curly Wag laughed so much yesterday about a conversation about rabbits mating with foxes. Oh, the tears. But it would be for the rabbits. Uh, Diane King underscore. On holiday in the middle of the night, dog barked. 
David got up to let him out and ended up confused in the ensuite. You really had to be there to appreciate how funny it was. I couldn't stop laughing at him. Well, you know, at least it was near a toilet. At Karina Roots, listening to the radio the other day and a certain song came on. That's all. Probably another in-joke, but I guess if you're on the inside of that in-joke, it's probably very funny. And at Kate Lally X says, In college, after a tutor told us off for talking slash giggling, everything's ten times funnier when you're not allowed to laugh. That's a very good point, actually. That could help my career. I should stop trying to do my stand-up in comedy gigs, start doing it in morgues. To be honest, sometimes it feels very similar. The SomeNews.co.uk podcast. Your letters. Just time for another one of your letters. This one on Twitter from Patricia. Uh, she says, a question I'd like to know the answer to is, what's the secret ingredient? Failing that, what's your 2013 highlight? All right, well, let's take them one at a time. Um, what's the secret ingredient? I've always found the secret ingredient to be love. If we're talking about cooking, if you want to make something that little extra special, put a little bit of love in there. And uh, what is the highlight of 2013? It was when I found out that I could get away with spunking in food that I cooked. The somenews.co.uk podcast. That's it for another episode. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. If you have, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on the TuneIn radio app now. Uh, maybe pass the link on to a friend. That was a lovely noise, wasn't it? Pass the link on to a friend. Spread the word. Obviously, it's all at somenews.co.uk. And follow me on Twitter at Mr. Stephen Allen. Till next time. Merry Christmas. Bye bye. Bye bye. The Some News Podcast. Get more at somenews.co.uk.